In the city, we gon' slide, bet I be there pronto Me, my guys, we really live Lord, forgive me, pay my ties Please don't have me reach inside And that's in a console Keep the semi when I ride Little Henny when I drive In the city, we gon' slide Bet I be there pronto Bet I be there pronto Y'all already know what to do Jump in the comments, tell us where you in here from Y'all represent me, y'all in here with us tonight And it feels good to be with y'all It feels good to be with the homies on screen You know who it is it's your girl Toya G back for another Thursday night of the Chop Up Show. If y'all are here from Instagram, if y'all are here from TikTok, if y'all are here, y'all OG fam, been with Chop Up Nation since forever from Facebook. What's good to y'all? It's good to be with y'all. <clears throat> you know it's me. You know I'm here with, uh, where you at? Let me get my directions right. That's consciously. And then right there is the political plug. And then y'all don't even know this young man right here, but this Cam G right here. This is the OG Cam G. Yeah, yeah. Creator. <laughs> Of the chop up show, we're gonna get into a whole lot more of G's resume here a little bit later yeah. on. Right now, just know he's gonna be tapping in with us as we get into these conversations for tonight. Y'all know, as excited as we are to be together, we come together on solemn and humble terms because the tragedy in Uvalde is sending shockwaves across the country and to be honest, around the world. Um, international conversations have been happening about the mass shootings going on out here. So we're going to tap into that real quick and then bring it full circle and really talk about um, and invest in some conversations on what we call the big chop, really talking about black people and wellness, right? Talking about black people, talking about black farming, talking about just uh, the way that us as black folk in this country are really taking advantage of our abilities to to provide for ourselves and to, to have healthier bodies as we move into the summer season. So we're going to have a nice, diverse conversation tonight, but I'm going to turn it over to uh, the plug and the conscious lead to get the conversation started in the direction that we're going in in regards to Uvalde. So um, what's crazy about the conversation we're about to have right now is really the fact that the last time we were doing the chop up, not only were we talking about the mass shooting that happened in Buffalo, as we was talking about the mass shooting, really as we were starting the conversation about the shooting in Buffalo, there was a shooting that took place in Louisiana at a graduation, Right. And now we back for yeah. a new episode with discussing another shooting, right? Like it's, 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 I mean, we hear the conversations, we see what it's a part of. We see it's a part of like really our culture here in America. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I say our, because we as black people, like we, we, we tied to this nonsense. And so yeah. uh, I want to frame the conversation around a political chop because I have a, I have a very specific criticism of gun culture and the role that politics plays in uh, facilitating that, right? Yeah. Actually, creating the environment for it. So before I want before we get into like that, what I what I feel about that failure, I want to play y'all an interview. Ted Cruz, yeah, let's take a listen. There are Nineteen sets of parents who who are never going to get to kiss their child goodnight. Again, is this the moment to reform gun laws? You know, it's it's easy to go to politics, but it's important. It's at the heart of the issue. I, I get that. That's where the media likes to go. No, it's not. It's where many of the people we've talked to here like to go. The proposals from Democrats in the media, inevitably, when some violent psychopath murders people, a violent psychopath who's able to get a weapon so easily, eighteen-year-old with two. AR-15. If you want to stop violent crime, the proposals the Democrats have, none of them would have stopped this. But why does this only happen in your country? I really think that's what many people around the world just, they cannot fathom. Why only in America? Why is this American exceptionalism 
so awful? You know, I'm sorry you think American exceptionalism is awful. I think I, this I think, aspect, I think I think this I think, aspect you know of it. You get your political agenda. No, it's God, honestly, God love you. Senator, it's not. I just want to understand why you do not think that guns are the problem. Why is this just an American problem? It is just an American problem, sir. Mr. Cruz, why is America the only country that faces this kind of you know what? mass shooting? But you can't answer that. Can, you can't answer that, can you, sir? You can't answer that. Why you know, is this country? Why is it that people come from all over the world to America? Because it's the freest, most prosperous, safest so country on maybe Earth. The, and it may be the freest, it may be the most popular. Why are our kids dying in Deflection, 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 right. deflection. deflection. Okay. okay. He so, said, "I'm a politician." Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. Yeah. That's, so, so, so that's why. Let me frame it. Let me frame it. Let me frame it. Right. It was ridiculous. I know. <laughs> uh, but is what we see happening with gun culture and these like consistent incidents of mass shootings and just a massive loss of life that we see with guns. Do y'all believe that it is a, a, a failure of our political culture to be able to handle that? Now, you, you muted, Toya. You muted, Toya. <laughs> oh, just an emphatic 1,000%. I wanted to make sure we just yeah. didn't give 100% to that and we gave 1,000 to it. Were there, was there more to your question or should we start there? Well, I, I was actually going to just say why well, I feel like it was, but since you... Yeah, you said 1,000%. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? I just, I think the biggest thing when, when you ask the question, is there political failures that lead to uh, the, this, this vast amount of gun violence and how we got here today? And it's just like, yo, I think, I forget who has said this. Um, I, I believe it was uh, an individual who was asking the question, and it's on our chocolate page, but I forgot his name, who was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I think he points and alludes to the fact that there are 50 senators who are holding this country hostage, which is an ironic uh, turn of phrase, considering we're talking about gun violence. But literally at gunpoint, um, you are holding billions of people. Right. Just just at your at your at your move, at your leisure, at your jest, at your behest, at your pocket line. And you are literally holding this whole country hostage. And it, it, it ain't enough little kids in, in this country enough, apparently, to stop it. And that's mind blowing. The question that every gun enthusiast, whether it be politician or their supporter, uh, asked the question after we talk about gun violence is what are we going to do or how do we defend ourselves in these public places against other shooters? What, 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 what are you, you need to just get more guns. We should be trying to buy more guns. I, I just, I, not no, only going to solve this problem, they want an increase of access to guns. Literally in the state of Texas, they took mm -hmm. any kind of rule regulation, anything to stop your ability to go get a gun. It's, it's, and I don't want to be, I don't want to talk forever, but I'm just, my mind is blown. Cam, what you think, Cam? Okay. I mean, to, to answer the more question, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it, it's a failure. It's a failure. That's a prime example of someone that does not have the the fortitude to have a conversation. Like, it's like they, they are so far removed oh. from what happens out here in the real world that you can't even have a conversation with the outlet that's trying to just gain perspective from another country. Like, it just is mind-blowing to me that these are the right. people that are in power, and I live here. I live here. So right. I asked my see his face. It's just... 
What you said? Oh, he, oh, he got a very punchable face. Very, <laughs> very punchable face. You can just put him on a heavy bag, and you gonna get some work in. He's saying though, it's an artistic term. He's saying, I know the folks down, you know, what I'm saying down in the Lone Star State, gotta try to <laughs> play, play cam, like you know what I'm saying. So that was an artistic <laughs> term, but you know, I concur. Yeah, he got, he got, he got a face good for a two piece Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, George. Hey, man, I think I think that I think that to answer the question, not only in modern terms, but I think that historically, I feel like the 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 political climate of America has always treated guns as a historical relic to be celebrated, and it's like the First Amendment is speech, the Second Amendment is guns, and what we care about America is freedom of speech and guns. And it's like if you ever think about the like like you know usually when like black folks get killed, we think about like hey damn they value property more than they value you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. us. Yeah. In this instance, and I'm saying you might as well say, say like damn even though y'all pull that pro life shit. Y'all care more about gun ownership than you care about, you feel me, kids' lives. So that's really how I see it in terms of, like, yes, there is a failure in politics, but it's not just modern times. I think that it's embedded in the social fabric of America, both left and the right. I feel like are implicated within it. You know what I'm saying? The last thing I say to end this little rant is that we notice Buffalo is a red, I mean, Buffalo is a blue state. I mean, New York is a blue state. You know what I'm saying? New York is a blue state. Buffalo is, I think, has 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 a Democratic mayor. You feel me? Uvalda, Texas, we you know it's red. You feel me? And I don't think that you know what I'm saying the mayor of Uvalda is, is Democratic. You know what I'm saying? Democrat. We recognize mm-hmm. that we can play the bipartisanship game, liberal versus all that old bullshit. We recognize no matter what state you live in, you have an issue with dealing with your schools being ran into. Yeah. It don't it don't matter. And I, I think, think uh go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 finish your statement. I just I think. You know, when, when you look at it and it's like, of course, it's Texas, but that makes me so sad and so so scared. You know what I'm saying? Just as when you think about political failures, I think about the, the type of fear you, you know, you, you create and the waves of shock you create with people when you make these decisions. Because nobody ever thinks in 16,000 people, you've already Texas is somebody. But this is where it happens. These are the vulnerable populations. Right. And now, I mean, our, our urban epicenters are only going to be all the more vulnerable, but they're not always going to happen there. When you make these big stick decisions and you think you're really pushing back against the liberals in the big city and them taking over your state and running all it, you're forgetting about these small nooks and crannies of small, just hardworking, innocent people who want to live their lives. And then somebody makes some wild ass decision. And now just literally they're not the liberals you were against. They were the people that your politics well, I mean, there were Latin Americans, so you know who who knows who they thought their politics were protecting, right. but who your right. politics were created to kind of look out for is small town should be able to live your life how you want to live it, Texans, and those are the yep. people who are paying for your political decisions. It's wild. No, I, and and what's crazy is, man, like I, I know Texans are tired of paying for the decisions of <laughs> their leadership. Abbott, Cruz, it, 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 I mean, especially when you look back at what happened in that that one winter a couple years ago. Like like we when Ted Cruz is traveling to Mexico to kick it, no. why you got people dying? That was you know what I'm saying from the snow in they state. All right. So uh, I mean, the reason why the cam is actually in the state. You know what I'm saying? So, Yo, <laughs> the in the state. Uh, that's Yo. why he said he got a punchable face. He used to see yeah, it. Like that, it's easy to you see, it, you see him a little too much, or you're not doing anything. That's a problem. <laughs> and I'm born and raised in Texas, so I know. Yeah, what time it is. I already know. I already know. But the, the reason why it, it's it is it is not just a failure of politics, but a failure of our political culture is because the, the I think I, I found my new crusade. Right. I started out with my I'm not a Democrat. I'm black. 
my mm. new crew, my new crew say, you know what I'm saying, is the Democratic high horse is killing us. Not right. Everything mm. that Democrats make their issue, it just emboldens Republicans to go further in that direction. And then these situations become even bigger targets. Right. Because instead of having conversations around how is us, how is us as politicians, right, using our power of government to, to protect our society, it's the Democrats are trying to take the guns. Right. Yeah. That type of demon, like that type of conservative demonization, it, 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 it uh, facilitates these conversations that we we're seeing and saying, let's just get more guns is the solution. Right. Because because if we give up our guns and Democrats are just going to come in and kill us. Right. That we don't we don't ever get to talking about what's actually you know uh happening with these schools now literally becoming soft targets right right we're not having conversations about domestic terrorism uniquely targeting children right let's think, let's think about it when they when they let me let me finish this real quick and I'm, and I'm gonna pass it right to you when they when when they ran a plane into a building what happened airports Lockdown. It only needed to happen in those instances, right? Not 11. We remember that date. When was Sandy Hook, though? That's not when was that. When, yeah. when was when was when was when was like when was Columbine? When was Columbine? I remember. I mean, we're all we're all old enough to remember when Columbine yes. was like. Oh, so yeah. they shot up a school. Virginia Tech happened right. I'm class 2007. I think that happened 2006, 2007. I was like, yep. they do it at colleges, and it blew my mind because I thought about for the first time at a college. You know, you just the street and in the school, and then it's the street and the school. Ain't no metal detectors, and you can come in from a million different vantage points. I was scared as shit to go to college because I found out they were just shooting up college campuses. There ain't no metal detector gonna catch you then. I just gotta hope you on the right side of right when we go to class. You know what I'm saying? So, but when. Right, we have these moments, these flashes, but we should be able to rattle off those dates just as quickly as we can. September 11th, and I think somebody mentioned in the comments way up at the top of the show that we've had 27 school shootings, mass school shootings in 2022. In 2022, not to mention the fact that we've had more school shootings and I mean shootings, mass shootings, and now nah, we had more than that. Now nah, we had more than that. We had we've had, we've had 288 school shootings. I thought that was the wow. Okay. Mark Lamont Hill post today. Well, there it is. I'm a school shooting. Two hundred and eighty-eight. The next state, the next country is Mexico with eight. The next country after that was six. You're so right. You're so right. Next country after that is India with five. There is no other country in the world, documented anyway, that has over ten school shootings. The United States of America has two hundred and eighty-eight. And so to be clear, says that we are the best country in the world. You got to put that in context of what he's saying and how all that uh, pro-America nationalistic rhetoric is only deflections to ignore how America is number one in gun violence. A yeah. number one is gun. Number one, America is number one in gun ownership. America is number one in mass school shootings. America is number one in mass shootings. Period. So a lot of the times we start talking about what America is number one and how we're number one. A lot of those numbers being capped. But when we start talking about the bad shit, it's like, yeah, we don't want to get yeah. political. Yeah. No, but we shouldn't we should not politicize these things. It's crazy. I uh I also want to point out before we get into this next question, um, that this is 
And this is what's crazy. This is just the third deadliest school shooting. Not third deadliest shooting. Not third. Wow. Just the third deadliest school shooting behind Virginia Tech, which is the deadliest, and Sandy Hook was the second deadliest. This is the third, right? Mm. So grappling with that. As we talk about though what the what the what the solutions are, the question then becomes and it's, are these it's, it's, it's 20, it is 27. I see, I see that. It's it's been 228 mass shootings in yeah. 27 Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. Uh but we talk about like we talk about these people, we look at people like Ted Cruz, people like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, all you know, political leaders, whatever. Like they did like they're the people who are supposed to have the solutions for the job, right? Do we trust, like can we trust these individuals? Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna play y'all some solutions that's coming out of you know one particular perspective. And I, and I want y'all thoughts on whether or not, you know, there's any optimism about addressing these issues. Let's take a look. There should be one entrance in and one entrance out. This mass murderer came in through an unlocked door in the back of the school. One entrance might be one of those solutions. The exact same way the mass murderer came into the school in Santa Fe, just outside of Houston. I was there. Everyone agreed is don't have all of these unlocked back doors. If you had taken three more minutes to find an open door, police were there pretty quickly. Have one door into and out of the school. There should be only one way in, and that should be a well-protected. And have that one door armed police officers at that door. So that's what he's strong about. He's strong about the entrance. Come on. Fuck a, hey, fuck a fire hazard. We don't want to hear none about no fire hazard. How many fire marshals were consulted? Not one. Before they got up talking not, about one. Not one. Not one. Well, understand. I know as understand. a former party promoter, them fire marshals do not play no games about <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. the capacity that you have. And I know that if you play any games about the entrance or any entrance being blocked or you 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 getting too close to that mass capacity, they would shut that shit down. You had enough. And on top of that, I'm sorry, but if my same defense tactic and technique that you offering me sound like the same policy they got at the club, one in, one out, I'm skeptical about your whole approach. Right. It doesn't Hold make a lot right. of sense to me. Right, I just, I'm, I'm completely uncomfortable with that being what? a logical conclusion. Not, not take the things away that's and I don't want to hear shit about a black market because it's a black market for everything. Right? You've taken tobacco, you've taken all the flavor out of it, and now people have stockpiled and they got under market uh, liquor stores and groceries. They, 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 like, there are people who find a black market. You say weed is illegal, you can make weed legal in, a, in, in states, and there will still be a black. There's always going to be somebody that's going to find a way around. But the measures that you take, the things that you decide to do, mitigate at least some of the crime. That little boy who shot up that school was 18. He bought them guns legally. He bought the magazines and the clips for them legally. So I don't want to hear nothing about no people are just going to buy them illegally anyway. There are things that you can do to circumvent some of this. But instead, you just want to lock doors. I just... Yeah. Bang. This is not good. We live in the coronavirus times and pandemic, fam. So it still exists. So you... So to me, even... If even making that a viable solution show me that there's already a little cap in the rap in a lack of kind of reading room what's going on. And then second, I just think that you're giving conservatives way too much credit 
and saying that that mean this that is like no nah, hell no nah. uh, you're not even talking about multiple doors they're talking about one door what you talk, no one door. elementary school kids middle school kids high school kids like you treat ski like you, like you treat kids in the daycare Listen. So, I, I, so the question that I have for y'all is: uh, is is it is it the politician's job to solve, and can they do that? It's the it's the politician's yeah, job I mean, to solve, but and, and, and to get, they can do it. Are they willing to do it? So no. you say, is it, so you're saying that it, it is their job to create the conditions to where schools aren't getting shut up. That's, that's Hell yeah, shit. They got so, all the other policies and laws and procedures to be able to do. They control well, funding, the learning particular, the learning objectives, the curriculum, the type of books we get, the type of computers you get. They control every other parameter. All of the uh, the, the, the counselors you get, the type of counseling they can do, the like literally, like being, being a teacher, being somebody that's been in the classroom, and somebody that's been in those hallways, it's like, yeah. The politicians already get to control everything we do in every in every damn instance anyway. I can't say gay in the classroom. I can't say crooked race theory in the classroom. Shit, look, you look, can't look. be there. Oh. believe they can do that. Hey, I want to point out this comment from Larry Pratchett. Uh, they won't change the gun laws until they really hit the higher government officials' families. It hits higher government officials. Google Gabby Giffords. Senator yeah. Gabby Giffords was shot in her head. In the face. In her face. Had a fatal injury. Took a long time, path to recovery. It's been a gun... Uh, 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 a gun, uh, 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 anti-gun activist for a long time. It's, it they, was a Republican. They don't, a, uh, they don't. I'm just. I want to. In terms of how they respond to it, they pretend like it never happened. Doesn't exist. So it was law enforcement. But not the point. No, no. It was into the building and got their own children. So we hold on, hold on. It was, but it was multiple. Like to, to Toya's point, it was multiple politicians. Who have been shot recently? Politicians are suffering from gun violence, and well, they and even it was a conservative a few years ago. I can't I can't think of his name. He got shot, and he still adopts some of the same arguments. You know what I'm saying? When he was he was assassinated at a or they had, he, his assassination attempt was at a, a congressional baseball game. So they was they was on the field playing baseball. Somebody ran up on him and shot him. Kathleen Nelson just pointed that out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, uh, yeah. So it it happens to them, right? But I, but if it, it, but to, to George, to George's point, Toya, I want to, I, I want to ask you this: If we know, because you, you an educator as well, if we know that the government is so, is so responsible for all of this, why is it when they when these things happen, the first thing they say is we shouldn't politicize this? I. It is a it's it's by it's the fact that you're, you're leaning on the Constitution to defend and justify your rights. I just I don't understand how it wouldn't be political from that point. Literally, the Constitution, we can't even ter- interpret that on one accord, which is why there are nine people who both agree and disagree on how we deal with that one document every single day. So when you talk about it not being political, the origins of it, the very orientation of it, everything about it, people are like, don't be political, don't be political, because one of the young ladies who fathers uh, who was killed in Uvalde, uh, was pro Trump, was pro guns, and was pro Kyle Rittenhouse. Had all no, he was holding one of the pictures, his last pictures with his child had some type of gun, pro gun slogan on it, right? And so, and people were on Twitter, oh, don't, don't be, be, don't, this is not the time to talk about that. Be more sensitive. This is a when, when 
Give me a timeline. I will take the seven days if you're telling me that's what he needs. If that's what they need. Before, but on, on day seven and a half, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Right? But but they, people want to play the game like it's don't, don't be, be political. It is de facto political, baby. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. another way to go about that. How do, when people have, we literally have Barack Obama as president with a Democratic House and a Democratic Senate and nothing moved forward. And a hell of a lot of uh, uh, mass shootings happened on his watch. Why is it that when we had majorities and we had the ability to make decisions, yeah, the NRA was was a tough uphill battle, but we had the opportunity when we weren't looking tragic in the face to make some decisions. So from top to bottom, from uh, presidency to presidency, from uh, mass shooting to mass shooting, this has always been political and it's always been predicated on political values. Hey, somebody put this. Somebody put that in the comments, like you know, you uh, lobby, lobby, yeah, yeah, like like, like lobbyists. Oh, okay, yeah, like the role of lobbyists play in the in the fact that they won't even introduce these conversations or they'll, or they'll they'll stall them out in Congress or you know before policy can be created. Mm-hmm. Like the the role of like what because like why wouldn't you act if it keeps happening? But you act on everything else, like Lee was saying, like they they dictate everything else in the school system. Why not safety? Why isn't safety prioritized? in that regard but and it's like well to me it's like well there's there's got to be somewhere somebody in the hand in their pocket and it's got to be lobbies mm-hmm. has to be a really a really huge thing that really stops a lot of things from becoming policy and it's like that that's just that's that's the issue the nra convention is in the state of texas yeah this they week. and they put big money up it's big money up. floating around and flying around they put big money up uh-huh i mean they put big money up they have guns banned in a state that allow for you to have guns and Trump will be president. So what this shows is that you have selective understanding of safety and safety mm-hmm. and selective understanding for symbolism when it comes to when it comes to guns. You have mm-hmm. banned guns being from this event because you recognize what what is at stake. But you don't have that same energy when it comes to the children in the classroom, the same mm-hmm. children that you're going to force to turn to become the birth because hey, you pro-life. Come on, it's really pro birth because when it comes times to deal with these policies in these classrooms, when these guns don't politicize that, but we can politicize uteruses, we can politicize sexual orientations, we can politicize systems, mm-hmm. we can politicize goddamn, we can politicize hair, but you better not politicize guns. What's, what's, even, what's, what's even crazier though, um, as we, as we kind of start to round this conversation out. Uh, what's even crazier is I have a question before we round it out. I do have a question. No, no, I mean, yeah, no, you good. I, I was just saying, just you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, I went to Central High School, Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, best believe anybody that know anything about Central High School, yeah, what Ted Cruz was describing having a having a police officer at, at every entrance. That was my reality, bro. No news. That was my reality. Nah, let's get that. Nah, nah, I got I, some, I, I, said I got statistics. I got statistics. Look, and as, as, as Lee pull up the statistics, let's think about let's think about this, right? Let's think about this. We in what they call the ghetto and what they call the hood, you know what I'm saying? Grow up with this idea of having police there, but the whole concept of them being there isn't a question of protecting us, but keeping us in line and control. I never knew a school where I didn't walk, uh, uh, especially like after, once I got out of elementary school, I didn't know a school where I didn't have to walk through a metal detector. Ever. I ain't know one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know a school where I didn't have to take stuff out of my pocket, put it in the little tray like I'm at the airport, 
before I started class. I don't know one. I don't know a school like my school. You couldn't. It, it was certain doors that you could go out, but ain't no getting in. <laughs> <laughs> Doors that that, that that was being described in the chat. I know about them doors. They're not old. They're not new. Oh, yeah. I, got I, graduated, I graduated high school in 2006. So all of these security measures that that are, are that they're just like, oh, my God, this is what we they need to start doing. They've been in the hood. Yeah. They've been in the hood. This is how deep it get, though. Because y'all, cause, 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 cause you're putting it in context and then, right? We know that the Parkland shooting happened in 2018. This is shit I came across TikTok video coming soon. I'll put it in six seconds for you. you feel me? Listen, legislators responded to the 2018 Parkland shooting by hiring police officers in every elementary school, middle school, and, and, and high school in Florida. It didn't make uh, students safer instead. Because you know, my motto is research over me search. The yeah, percentage of use, the percentage of use arrests happening at schools hit a five-year high of 20%. The number of students expelled from school increased 43%. The first time ever there were more police officers working in Florida schools, 3,600. Then there were school nurses who numbered yeah. at just 2,200. That's crazy. The number of police officers in these schools doubled while the number of social workers and school psychologists doubled, doubled more than those. Yeah. The school reported that four times as many incidents of using physical restraints on students had doubled since the 2018 new conservative solution to gun reform and the good guy with the gun. And it's the last thing that right here. I couldn't get this video. I couldn't find it. Something that really irritated me, that pissed me off as a parent, that really made me think very deeply when I was dropping off both of my beautiful kids at school in the daycare today. I watched a video of multiple people outside of Rob Elementary or Cobb Elementary. I think it's Rob Elementary. Say that there were over 40 police officers armed to the teeth and would have armor on. I seen videos with armor on too. They did not run into that building. So this whole idea oh, that they, they, more they, guns. They went to go get their own kids and came back out. What? Not <laughs> only hey, not only did they go in there to get their own kids to come out and told them other parents that you hey, stop whining and crying about your kids. It's video of a parent of a mother being put in handcuffs. It's other videos of mothers, mothers and fathers being slammed to the ground. When we talk about the that that, that there was an ICE official officer that actually took down the 18-year-old. Think about what it means for ICE to be the first people on the scene on a school shooting. That's it's protocol, though. It's protocol. Protocol is Border Patrol always in those particular communities. Mm. The last thing, imagine being a parent and you've heard that there's a mass shooting in your elementary school where your babies go to. Oh and you show up and you're trying to figure out what the hell is ice doing there and let's be real i'm born and raised in texas i know and love a whole bunch of undocumented citizens that i grew up with had meaningful conversations with struggled with got out the mud with i'm positive that there are undocumented citizens that you know what i'm saying was there so imagine the cycle you put in or you trying to figure out damn do i go see if my kid there or do i mm. you feel me like it's a lot of shit right here that's really put in a thing, and then the, and then for the last thing, sixty minutes, 
40 to 60 minutes. Parents yeah. sat outside of an elementary school while mm-hmm. an active shooter was in there, and they were bombarded and chastised by police officers telling them, calm your ass down and chill out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Real quick, one thing. I got I got a couple comments and a question. Comment number one goes directly to how uh, Lee just broke down how to mind, right, the, the hearts, the spirits of those people who had to go right and navigate the the death of their children the potential hurt and anguish of their children as well as gambling or trying to juggle navigating ice and this that and the other it's very interesting y'all need to understand that right now i think joe biden very recently signed some type of bill uh to uh uh, increase funding police funding he's already done those things he's already been a lot of these measures done um in the state of texas specifically while funding is always already on the increase Mental health, the budget for mental health has been decreased by, I think, $200 million or something like that. I think uh, Governor Greg Abbott uh, took a bite out of that budget and reallocated some funds. So the same mental health crisis that you, that they're going to say caused this, uh, this, this tragic shooting, no money there, no services, no resources. So even when they could have prevented something like this, they took those options off the table. Now you have far the community. You have ravaged the state. You have ravished the lives of these families. It's people out there who had to cop- make complicated decisions about how hard to go to get inside that school to get their kids because they didn't want ICE arresting them and taking them to jail so they never see none of their family ever again. And now, the re- the mental health resources they probably going to need to cope, number one, are not going to be available to them because you need an ID. That's This is citizens only uh, 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 counseling and you know therapy and stuff like that because you show up to yeah. after dealing with a, a tragic mass shooting and ICE going to take you somewhere and put you in a, in a locker somewhere and put you in detention. Send you back right. somewhere. Even if you are a citizen, even right. if you got paperwork and your documentation, what trust do you have with those systems that they can actually rehabilitate you when their negligence is what allowed for the shooting to happen in the first place? So it's 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 very circular, it's very what we call tautological, it's very problematic, it's very scarring because the very services that will be needed to avoid and rehabilitate the situation in the form of mental health gone, don't exist. The money's been taken. Right. The second thing is a lot of conversations been had about. Uh, teachers being armed and about the, the brave heroes and heroics that the, the, the teachers performed in, in saving them and how maybe them having guns uh, uh, would be important. But I saw a tweet and I want to quote it here because it's super important to remember. I, first of all, I'm a teacher. I don't want your damn gun. Secondly, uh, you put more guns in schools, you know who's going to get shot black kids. Third, um, you don't trust me to pick the shit your kids should read. But you want me to have a gun in my classroom and decide when I should pull it out and use it to stop something back from the That shit is stupid to me. But I digress. Yeah. Can we add to that? Uh, pay for new books. Can we add to that list? Gun weight costs way more than a book. Please. Think about it like this. Parents who tend to be uh, you know, as responsible as they can that have weapons in their home still have incidents where their children are able to access their weapons. And that's with a limited amount of children that they have in their home. Think about the amount of kids in a school where every teacher in that school has a weapon. There's a weapon in every classroom. Come on. That means that there's a possibility that in each one of those classes, one of those children now have a higher risk of accessing that weapon and it accidentally discharging and killing one of their classmates. What, what, what sense does that make? 
On top of the okay. fact that I'm already probably buying my own supplies, I'm probably underpaid and overworked. I probably got to go to this professional development and this training. I got to uh, make sure my kids are ready for this test. I ain't there. I'm ready to go home. Period. And you're going to make me go get some firearms training and go figure out how to do that. And I got to figure <laughs> out how to do this in the classroom. And I already, like, you, wow. I got to keep like, extra wow. story. I got to, you know, I got to have the proper training and know how to keep this here and do this here. To, and really to the point. Most of the time when, when when the storage is regulated in the way that it is, they won't even have the time to grab it, get it together, and be able to use it in the time yeah. that it would take to stop something from actually happening. Yeah. To store it properly around children. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Like in California, you can't store your weapon with its ammo. They have to be separated. Which means that if we're talking about creating guidelines for putting guns in school, man, I, I, I think forward. Like, I, I'm, I think politically. I'm thinking policy. You don't just tell people to have guns. Somebody got to tell them how they handle that. Please. Like, this shit is nonsensical. Go ahead. So, yeah, it's nonsensical. Right. This is my last, this is my question. And this because I was disappointed in um, a musician that I actually care a whole lot about. Because, you know, mm-hmm. again, uh, his name is uh, Gray. His name is Gray Official. You, y'all might be familiar with him. He's a vegan uh, rap artist, hip-hop artist. And every year around Thanksgiving, he come out with a, uh, a, a, a rap. Right, he a, a lighter skinned guy, got green eyes, yeah, got blonde yeah, 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 yeah. Every Thanksgiving, he come out with a new Thanksgiving rapper, whatever, and he's blowing up like that. So he ain't huge, huge but he, he on some people's radar. And he used this opportunity to go to the talking point that I'm sure a lot of people brought up when we were dealing with the shooting up in Buffalo and that we get to every time uh, we deal with violence. And so we've talked about things on a, a macro political level. I want to talk about it on a micro black people, black politics level. Um, his argument was this is more proof about why we need guns. Black people need to be buying guns. We need to be buying guns. We need to be strapped up. This world is our pro-gun. The mindset is pro-gun. The, the shooter was able to get in and kill our babies because people weren't able to shoot them. This, this, and that. And so I think not only about this instance, but every time we see gun violence, there are people who say, you know, the problem is more people need to have guns. This is the logic in Texas. This is the logic a lot of other places, but black people in particular, right? There is a call amongst us to be a whole lot more armed than what we are. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, I need a gun. Sometimes in my mind, I'm like, I need a, I need a, and other times I'm like, I don't, I don't rock with that. So where, where are y'all at with the times is crazy. It's wild out here in these streets. Black people getting caught lacking, they need a gun. Where are y'all at on? Hey, Cam, I see it in your, I see it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> where, where y'all at? Yo, because I, I, you know, I, I go back and forth on the issue, but you know, I, I kind, I have kind of have to agree, you know, with hmm. with the, uh, with with this point, especially with black women, and that that's not even dealing with the the shootings. That, that's among us, uh, black men, have being violent towards black women. Like I'm like, yeah, you need to have, you need to be told. We out here wilding, mm. you know what I'm saying. So, and then when you get on a on a larger community aspect, I I do feel that because it's but what Domo's saying in an emergency situation is very unlikely. You're gonna be able to pull your piece out and be ready in the inst- like in like two point two. It it takes a an escalation to be ready to fire be fire a weapon. And this is and you see this in instance with with people being trained perfect trained professionals you know, on, on, on pulling the weapon out. So, so me, I kind I do have to agree with him on that. Um, I, I do. I, 
Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 okay. it's on the, it's on the point where we we gotta be ready. Like we, we have to be ready. We gotta defend our homes, we gotta defend our children, um, our land, our property, you know, things like that. So, you know, that's why I'm out with it. So I this might and, and this this might be just some male mask. I I got it. I got I I, I a gun is a is a must. It, it's a it's a must because the and I'm I'm kind of weird in how I think about certain things, but like I I think about soft targets often. Like even as individuals, as regular people, we all really soft targets because we we kind of just walk around just living our lives. But if somebody just wanted to walk up and they had a gun and do something to us, they could do it. Like, and the only thing, and it, I, I'm sorry, this logic is gonna piss you off because it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. But the reality about, I can't believe I'm about to say this. The reality I'm about guns, I'm ready. So. The, real, the reality about guns is the only thing that can stop somebody with a gun is somebody else with a gun. <laughs> I hate to say that, like, like but them. that is you. I mean, what they, they hey, a cardinal rule in life is what you don't bring a knife to a gunfight, right? Like, so that means that the appropriate way to to combat guns and challenge guns be with guns, George. I mean, it's the catch twenty two. I mean, it's the catch twenty two. You feel I me? Mean? It's like, is, is you gonna go out there with your uh, poster and your picket saying shit? No, you no, know I'm saying no guns on. With them folks out there with the guns, or you gonna, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I think that in terms of putting in context, I feel like when it comes to black people, we always highlight how we are killed unarmed, unarmed black person, this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other. And I just think that in terms of a pattern, I feel like in droves, if we went out and purchased guns and enrolled in life insurance, I think that that would be like something that would happen, maybe. But then again, I feel like because we didn't have this whole full conversation, shit is really like. Maybe for my own ego, I give me a couple of guns, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't negate the data that when you have a gun, it increases the likeliness of you using it and it increases the likeliness of it going out. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I could think yeah. that I'm the most feeling responsible, accountable gun owner, and this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. But I know the fact of owning a gun automatically increases the likelihood of a whole bunch of crazy shit going on. So the really, yeah. catch twenty twenty two of my uh, uh, black American 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 life, you feel me? It's like the folks over there got a gun. I'm, I live in Oklahoma and Texas. You feel me? These are two states I straddle across. In these two states, you can have a pistol, you can have a gun, you can have a gun on you. You don't need nothing else. You don't need nothing. Now people see me all the time, be like, "Oh, Congress Lee, I like your videos, just that together." Now if you can spot me and you like me. What happens when a motherfucker <laughs> spot me and they don't like me? And they do. You know yeah, I mean? it's a lot of them. And just shit, you know what I'm saying? Just, just think you're putting it, putting it in a whole bunch of context, though. I can see Toya, and I know I already Toya thinking like, but y'all, we already just that the other, but it's like shit. That's the, to me, that's the catch 22 down to do, down if you don't type situation. Mm-hmm. I think that you put in when you, especially when you live down south, and it's like, hey, them folks over there, they let you know they have a stockpile of weapons. When they pull up the 7 Eleven and they, and they put their gas in their car, and they truck and they F three fifty. You see they pistols. You see they rifles hey. on their shit. You see what I'm saying? That's my reality. That I live in every day. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Go to I, a, go to a, oh, go ahead. No, no go ahead. Okay. Oh, I'll say go, go to ahead. a gun. Go to a gun range in rural America. It change. It it change a whole perspective. You know, even being in the gun range is terrifying. 
Go yeah, on yeah. in rural America. <laughs> it's like like militias setting up like you got space yeah. and land and they got vehicles and I mean just hundreds, oh, hundreds, hundreds. I mean, but we just, got time for it though. Don't get caught lacking. Facts. Don't get caught lacking. Like it, it's it's ugly and it's like Nigga, like if 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 you walking down the street and yeah, it's because we're so used to living next to our in like to people that we I say our enemies, but the people that we have beef with, and so it's like if my if if my neighbor is trying to kill me and because they didn't my cousin killed their cousin, then if I'm walking around, I ain't about to not have no gun because they gonna have one. So I, I'm sorry to tell you. I mean, like, I, I, tell you, I, tell you, I can tell the look, the look on your face. It says everything. You see what I'm saying? This is the last thing I say, sis. You feel me? On some, on some nigga shit. This really how you feel me? I'd rather have it and I not need, need it, it than need it and not have it. Than need it and not have it. You feel me? And that's just really why I'm at at 31 <laughs> with kids and, and wives and you feel me? And being real, it's like shit where I live at. At a certain age, I like for my kids to be able to safety, you know what I'm saying, safely be able to understand, uh, be around firearms and understand how to use a firearm. I'm being completely honest. Feel my four and five year old, if I'm really doing my shit right, they should be able to understand and safely be able to, you feel me, uh, 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 use a firearm, safely be able to put, you know what I'm saying, clean that motherfucker. This, I'm being real. That's really how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's really, that's really how I see it. My wife needs to be able to ride around in her car with one and have one, you know what I'm saying, shit, few them at the crib. You know what I'm saying? We need to be able to go as a family to leave. Um, uh, every other Sunday, we go to the gun range as a family, and then we go to fucking Cracker Barrel or TGI Friday. Okay, okay, George. Okay, okay, I'm okay. Funny, okay. But, you know what I'm saying? Said, no, 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 no. I know Toya's, but Toya's sensibilities is just like. Nah, I'm being so uh, serious. I thought I these niggas. Like, nah, I think. I, I thought I do these niggas. Go ahead, Toya. I don't have much to say. <laughs> no, I, but, I mean, but this, uh, this, do you see the conundrum though? Yeah, listen, I was, I think the, the what I'm here, I mean, let me be clear about what I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with the fact that I can't disagree with you. And mm-hmm. I, I wish I lived in a world where I could. That is my, my difficulty right now is I'm sitting here and I'm hearing this and I just hate the world that we live in. I hate what has been justified. I hate what has been created. I hate reality. Um, and it makes me sad as a woman, um, as a not tall woman, um, as a woman who I think moves with an air of, I'm not here to cause any problem or any harm, but also please don't bother me like that. I really don't. I'm not here for all of that. That turns into a thing. I was in a situation during the pandemic where I got ran up on by a, a man and I thought and he literally harassed me and we got into a traffic situation he pulled up behind me in a drive-thru and proceeded to follow me out of that drive-thru and fuck with me for like 15 minutes. And I had nothing. And he got out of his car. Like He proposed my car and the only thing that got him to go back to his car was I rolled my car, my window down and faked it and was like, you don't know what the fuck I got in here. You need to back away from me. And he sat there, did the, did the math on it, agreed that he didn't know who the fuck he was dealing with and what was going on in this car in front of him. And he went back and got in his vehicle and proceeded to bother me after that. So the, the altercation wasn't over, but that was the only thing that stopped him. 
from proceeding to ascend upon my car and do whatever the fuck you want to do. And so I struggled with that because in that moment, I told my brother, and of course he was ready to, he was ready to be on the first night smoking out here. It was like, we got to fit this, we got to get, get this together. But I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, it's something that I sit with, I deal with, I struggle with. People are like, oh, let's go to the gun range for fun. And I'm sorry, it just don't tickle my fancy. It has never been like, oh, shoot, let me get to a gun range. And try to, it's just, there's never been anything to stimulate that as something good or fun or interesting in my life. But the fact that, I mean, just the reality of it is I'm a black woman living in Orange County in 2022, United States of America. It is something that I should probably realistically consider. And I hate that. And so that's that's my right. No gun, leave America. Really, at this point, like shit, I don't want my say Really, at this point, like I want to be around my family, and my loved ones. Unless I want to be like this dude named the conservative immigrant that I was bugging me on goddamn TikTok, and I want to leave my family and be on some individual type shit and be on some, you know, what I'm saying sucker shit. Other than that, I gotta, I gotta, you know, what I'm saying shit. Do as the Romans doing wrong type shit, and just try to keep it cool and couple aesthetic, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna be for real though. Like, I just. I, I, I mean, just based on just some stuff that I experienced as a kid, you know what I mean? Like everybody that I lost, like I, I experienced death uh, a lot when I was younger, yeah. and, every, and everybody that died was was murdered. You know what I'm saying? With, like, I mean, you know, you got the your older, not eight, actually the older people didn't die, so I got to college and shit. But just like niggas I came up with, my stepdad, my godbrother, right? Like it was, I've seen gun violence like up front. Like I witnessed it, you know what I mean, and that's why, I, and like growing up, I I stayed away from it. But it's it's living around people obsessed with guns that make me being in the hood didn't make me want a gun. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Not being you real, though. yeah, definitely, definitely being in the hood made me like, word like, yeah, if I gotta go somewhere. I, I, mean, gun, I don't want to go there. I ain't gonna go there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like being in, it wasn't until I moved to rural Oklahoma. And was around, surrounded by people who casually got guns all the time. Mm-hmm. Just all the man, time. like it's nothing. But I know it's 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 so much we can get into. Um, with with this conversation, uh, it's it's rough. I want to kind of I I don't want to end it. What you saying, uh, plug? Uh. Yeah, I should should pixelating. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it's something happened. I don't want, I don't want, I didn't want to hijack and end it without uh, kind of one of y'all closing it out. I just want to, for me, end it where we started and saying that it's a struggle. Um, it's hard right now. Um, we have talked not really about how we feel about things. We haven't really gotten into the emotion, the the heartbreak, the shock of this issue. We really kind of jumped in on the political side of it, but it's it's these last few mornings just kind of sitting. I'd be in the middle of doing something, putting something in the dishwasher, like. Really, just kill some kids like them churn, just like it just it sits and it comes in waves the same way it did with, with Buffalo, you know what I'm saying? And so, my heart is heavy, and I know a lot of people are feeling a lot of different ways. I, you know, I drove past a, a, a elementary school with, with some sharing just on the way in, and it, it just hit a little different stuff we do every single day. I really sit there because I ain't got no kids of my own, and so watching these kids the day after that happened, line up. I think first thing in the morning when I was on the way to the gym to head inside school, that really just kind of it, it touched me a little bit different. So um, you know, I'm hoping as a collective uh, for some type of solution. As I heard earlier in the conversation, we're pessimistic about being able to see what that is and getting it from the people we got in place now. But my heart is heavy. You know what I'm saying? I think all of our plug you back. So you can go ahead and take it before we slide over into something else. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, the last thing I was saying, man, is it wasn't the 
it wasn't the hood that made that made me change my perspective on guns. It was being around people who were obsessed with their whiteness and obsessed with guns that made yeah. me feel like guns is a necessary thing and um, that's a necessary evil, if you will. But uh, the one thing that we know for sure is that like this this is my first time experiencing something like this as a parent. You know what I mean? And that it it it, it hit different. I know. People without kids always hear like, "Oh, if you're a parent, if you're." A parent. I used to be like, "Ah, eh, y'all parents, I get it, whatever." Mm-hmm. But like, I, I I have to say, like, I, I my wife and my son out of town. I called them immediately, like, "Show me my child. Let me let me look at my child." Just because I know for a fact, I held my daughter tight. My, my kids tight that night. Like, I, I was sitting there thinking, like, this shit crazy, this shit wild. And then literally on the whole ride to school, mm-hmm. drop my daughter off at school first, and drop my son off at daycare. And then just randomly in between checking emails and meeting and making videos, just randomly think like, damn, my kids at school right now. You know what I'm saying? And then this shit is really thinking about that all the time now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, we're going to close this out because we're not going to end the night without talking to the OG of the Chop Up show. You know what I'm saying? Originally the Chop Up. You know what I mean? Cam G, the coolest What's up? I'm going to let Toya do the, 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 the real, you know what I'm saying, intro. But I know for sure that, you know what I mean, with Cam, like it wouldn't be no us three on here if it wasn't Cam and Toya getting it cracking first. So uh, we're going to close it out with tonight's Big Chop, uh, chopping it up with the boy Cam. Go ahead, take it from there, Toya. All right, well, we'll jump into the Big Chop. We are talking to the boy Cam G, the homie who really – Set this whole thing thing up and got us going uh, back in what was that 2016? G, I think we started this process. I had just moved out here. I've been probably in California yeah. for a year. Yeah, sound about yeah, right. right now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, a lot happened. We'll call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, right? We lived a lot of life since then, man. Ooh. But um, started the show together with the concept and with the idea. If y'all ever wonder why we call it the shop up. Uh, it's obviously because us as black people be chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? What you say when you do it, you're oh, we just chopping it up. I was just chopping it up with, with KMG. I was just chopping it up with Lee. I was chopping mm-hmm. it up with Clark. And so we said, you know, we, we was feeling good about ourselves. I think one day it was probably just like, man, what you saying is real shit. Yeah. Everybody need to, you know, you be like, everybody need to hear this. From <laughs> <laughs> right. that, you know, G just really, you know, started uh thinking about and taking that to the next level and formulating the show. And we we got you know started thinking about how we could get it out there, how we get people to listen. SoundCloud turned into blog talk, blog talk turned into Apple and and Spotify and everything else. And so we're doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? But G, a lot has happened, you know what I'm saying, over the last mm-hmm. few years. Uh, what, what did you get your? We, we went to school together, by the way. We went to college yeah. together, to Emporia State University, uh, go Hornets and all mm-hmm. of those things. Right, uh, right. I did undergrad there and then went to grad school someplace else. But, G, what did you get your degrees in? You got your undergrad and your master's at ESU. What did you study when you were there? Yeah, I got my my uh, sports management master's at Emporia okay, State. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I spent a lot of time in rural Kansas. You know, but what did you say? Yeah, I was born and raised in Kansas. Yeah, like, yeah. Time, okay? <laughs> well, my undergrad was like uh Parson Rec, uh Rec study. So um undergrad and then stayed out there, worked active school, worked in student affairs, so seen all that aspect and you know, played football. You merge those two worlds together, they don't merge, by the way. But uh, mm. you know, just having those both perspectives in the college environment really, really shaped me for who I am right now, why we even started the 
the chop up, you know, originally, cause we was, we was, we was venting to each other. We was, we was, we was kicking it, you know, and just having some real meaningful conversations with a lot of our people we hung out with. And it just, you know, and I really, to this day, very grateful for those conversations. Cause it's like, I was able to kind of bond with some people that, that was on, on the same wavelength. We just, we just helped each other grow. So I'm exactly. you know, forever grateful. And, you know, I want to shout out y'all. Yeah, I want to shout out y'all because you know my vision. I had, I've got it written down somewhere for the for the uh, the show was this right here. I'm watching the comment section. I know I'm just blown away because of the you know the engagement and, and seeing how the show has been able to grow. This is this was literally the intention when when the show was created to be a hub, to be a space for us, you know, to do our thing. So you know, shout out to y'all keeping it going. Much love, much appreciation having me on tonight too. So appreciate that. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. What, yeah, what I um so actually when I first started calling myself the political plug, you know what I'm saying, and like doing shit on Instagram and kind of like building up that 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 courage to say that I'm somebody to talk about politics. The first uh like actual guest spot that I was able to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talking politics was yeah. the chop up that the first mm-hmm. ever before you know what I'm saying it was my political chop. You know what I'm saying? It was their political chop and they had the political plug yeah. on there. You, feel me? So, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was like no, you know, Cam, no. you know what I mean? Like what, what Cam was able to get you know, like get started, kind of like planted the seed and, and all of us really, because it because you know, even when you know we were all trying to figure out, you know, we I got this political plug shit. George got the uh uh got TikTok cracking the consciously shit. Yeah. Toya got the HD shit. Like so, we all kind of in this lane. Damn, how can we bring this together? Toya and Cam had the chop up. You know what I mean? And, and, and I hit Toya up. I'm like, yo, what's up with the chop up? Toya yeah. was like, you know, damn. Hey, if you have like a car dealership, you know what I'm saying? For a oh bit. man, oh my lord. <laughs> Lord, man, bro, like a lot of life just happening, man. Be busy, yeah. I'm a hustler. Around. You was a hustler, hustler, huh? Oh, I know that's what I'm saying. Like Cam, like that's why it, it, yeah, it is. It, it stuck with me because it was like Toya was like, yeah, Cam, he, he getting money. You know what I'm saying? Like Cam, not the time. Not the time. Hood Avengers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cam doing his thing. You feel me? But I didn't want to step on no toes because I had I had a lot of respect for like. The platform that they was developing you feel me so when we got the blessing i felt like shit it was like uh, we uh, we all move in the same energy so it's like mm-hmm. even as we moving we moving with the vision that cam started with bro so it's mm-hmm. like we 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 appreciate the vision that you had because like shit now we've been doing this shit for what like going on four years now something like it i mean the vision and, and like and, and so you mentioned especially as we've been continuing this going, use the phrase can plant the seed, right? And so that's why I started off really asking G and, and starting off with how we started off asking him kind of what his path has been up to this point. You brought up the car dealership. The man is a trainer. He's an athlete. Um, but what I really wanted to talk to G about in terms of planting seeds was he's also a black farmer, right? And that's, uh, I don't know about y'all. I don't, I don't run into a lot of farmers on a day-to-day <laughs> basis. And when I do, they're not what? black. Right. Yeah. Um, especially living in yeah. Southern California, um, you know, you get a lot of the different agricultural uh, landscape and the vibes. You you also, I mean, I grew up in Missouri, you know, so you see city market, you see a lot of rural Missouri and things like that. But black farmers are a, an important cornerstone and conversation um, in the black experience in America. When we talk about sharecropping and we talk about a lot of the, I don't know what happened to the plug, hopefully he'll be back, but a lot of the 
uh, just ways that we sustained ourselves as black people, especially getting access to land, having access to land, being intimately connected to the land through slavery, so on and so forth. So forth. I think it's kind of crazy. Uh, Cam, so talk to me, talk to us real quick about just you black farming. How'd you start and get into that? And, and like, what does that look like for you? What do you be growing? What you be selling? What you got? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot because this is the whole family dynamics kind of reconnecting with other family members and things like that. My my grandfather was just sitting on his land and it's it's funny how older people seem like they always know when something's going on with their health and his health was kind of mm-hmm. failing and uh had us out and we on this land like yeah this is this is this our land i'm like what like wait what like this is something i had on my vision board years ago like i wanted land i want the farm you know i want that this is part of my vision i've always had and immediately i'm like all right i gotta change my life like i gotta yeah. i gotta get this together i was i transitioned from having a car dealership for selling cars for for a few years yeah i was on that grind and i'm like i gotta i gotta find a way out because this is this is it you know uh you know on that on that revolutionary stuff we got to feed ourselves first definitely we can feed ourselves and we can think and if we can think we can we can defend we defend we can we can really we can really get without a doubt where it need to be so control like, we're putting our body we'll exactly our exactly exactly so i'm i'm really passionate about it uh and so from that point on this has been about a couple years ago now i just started kind of making plans to really get on there so now i'm transitioning to uh eventually like re- relocating like directly on my farm so like, i'm traveling my farm is in east texas it's called maxi g farms who maxi g is like my great 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 grandfather who was a, f- a former slave from, from, maxi g. from alabama you know uh bought the land uh years ago bought over 100 acres and we still we farming like literally on the homestead where my where my great great grandfather built the land originally so we're growing watermelons and corn and you know what i'm saying so i feel real proud yeah. about it too i also learned through this process like we didn't take our slave name so my last name is g g e uh I want to tell y'all before the show started. Yeah, that's, that's my name. Like, let me real quick side story. We're gonna yeah. come back to what you said about but me and Cam took my yeah. first college class was public speaking Tuesday, Thursday, 8 a.m. And I sat mm. next to Cameron G. And so when she's going through the attendance, oh, she's like, yes. she's like Cameron G, and my last name is Green, right? So our names next to each other. I'm like, why does nigga get a nickname? Like <laughs> Why is Cam G, Cameron G, and I'm just like, what's the rest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that yeah. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my that's my name. We didn't take on our slave name. Like they so is is I just learned this recently too. So it's still kind of mind blowing. Like we took on the letter G being illiterate and over time added the E E. And oh, wow. so today Word. we we okay. the G. So um and yeah it just that really like, means so that is yeah, really yeah, yeah 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 like, okay yeah i'm real out here you know but now nah, it's, yeah. it's more so like i feel like i'm obligated to to do the work that that's you know i feel like I, I feel it when i'm out there working i'm like oh this this ain't shit. like no we know what we know what family george came from that nigga last name lee <laughs> Robert Robert E. Lee, look at that. <laughs> Robert E. Lee had a lot of them, you feel me? Shout out, shout out, shout out to Man Selene. Yeah. <laughs> so, nah. I mean, I feel like, so with farming, what have you been able, because I see you like been selling juices, you've been 
Like, what is what have you been able to do with what you've been creating on the farm, or have it has it really just been for sustenance for your family and, and for kind of people you know? Love? Uh, it's it's been for sale and it's been for family, and the the thing is, just every year is just trying to uh, trying to just improve, learn, and uh, I want to do what we're doing multiple products. So my thing first, first off, first is just just grow the shit. Put the shit in the ground, grow it. Cause you know, you start thinking, oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And then, you know, we had a wild hog infestation last year and you know, ate up about a hundred thousand dollars worth of crops in, in a night. Oh yeah, I, I was sick. I was sick, <laughs> like physically sick, like in the bed, like I can't move. I don't know what's going on. Like. Yeah, wild hogs, yeah. Yeah, wild <laughs> yeah, like the one night we just wasn't out there. We, sh- uh, we were probably about a week out for picking. Um, it was just another field we had, and then and just wiped us out. And we had, you know, remember last year with the winter storm, the rain. So you know, just kind of going through all those things, you you kind of have to, you know, plan around mm-hmm. it. You know, plan for the loss, plan for the nature. You know, you got water, you got ants, you got uh, foxes, hogs, deer, uh, little insects. So it's it's it really humbled me, made really kind of really put in perspective like what it takes to actually live like yeah hit your ass with nature like a it is not no joke you better show you better show respect yeah sure I, mean, I mean but that, i think that is awesome you know wow. it's sad in one regard and in the short term it's like dang that's unfortunate but the fact mm-hmm. that you have gotten into something that can create such a pipeline of wealth for you and your family right and to really right. keep wealth in your family to develop uh, I mean, who knows what on a hundred million acres? I mean, on a hundred million acres, on a hundred acres. Damn! Hey, like hey, we need an investor. Like, what's going on? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> a lot is possible. I mean, and so what have you experienced? What if some outside of like these weather challenges? What has been kind of some of the biggest? What are some of the biggest obstacles you've experienced that you think you have to really lean into navigating in the future? Kind of making this thing grow, uh, like storage. Like you, right now, I got a big ass field of watermelons that'll be coming out in the month. I'm like, where am I gonna put these things? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it. Like, we can't sit them outside. Like in the country, you know, I'm bringing it back to. I'm in Dallas. Uh, for those that know, I'm in Dallas. My farm's in East Texas. Uh, so I spend time out there and in Dallas. But in Dallas, there's a bigger market. There's a bigger margin. Mm-hmm. So it's it makes sense for us to find a way to store them. It's like okay, what's most cost effective? So it's kind of things like that. Like I guess you would say logistics is what you kind of thinking about. Like okay, how are we mm-hmm. gonna how are we gonna do that and all that? Yeah, we said tra- we didn't set hog traps and all that. I'm looking at the comments. I don't know how to post it up here. We did all that. We ain't, we ain't do this. Just hey, just we they got us. But uh, logistics, storage, you know, um, and then you know labor. You know, I, getting, that, that was yeah. actually about to be my question. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, even following willing people because it's, it's you out in the sun, you know, you got to really enjoy it. And for me, huh. it's it's nothing, it's nothing, you, you know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't be out there like, dang, what time is it? Like, y'all don't even wear, I don't even wear, I used to wear a watch all the time, I don't even wear a watch. Like, it's just, it's over. You got there, you Look. work. Canfield obligated. He was like, "Shit, y'all, y'all look got that light skin, but I'm about to hey, be out here." Hey, I'll be coming out, out, and I'll be coming back to time. Like, where you been? I've been outside in the field. In the field, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel that. But yeah. so the how do you how do you handle labor? Is it like 
Do y'all kind of like contract out? Is it a family thing? Um, how do you deal with the shortage? Right, right, yeah, right now it's a it's a family thing, you know. Um, it's a family thing right now. I think we'll get to the point where I really want to partner with like like youth groups and things. Like I want my thing is just to get people exposed, and I think that can help kind of mitigate some of yeah. those things where we, we missing in labor because uh you know i want to i want black people to be exposed to this you know we we because yeah, yeah. it's like we blessed to, to be able to do this and have it and and i want people to like come out to the farm and see it touch it smell it hear this yeah. you know be there be present yeah. go home wherever you at in your backyard in your in your on your patio grow grow some shit. go put you some jalapenos up or put you some bell peppers in in your in your patio, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we can really feel that, and we can really lean on each other. You know, I can go grow a bunch of shit here. Toya G, you can go grow some uh, some bell peppers. Lee, you go uh, grow some cantaloupe. You know, yeah. Domo, you go you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that way we can we and then we can really feel connected uh, in, in that way because we gotta feed ourselves. And we, you see the things happening with the the supply chain. The food prices. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's it's I really yeah, feel like it's playing games at the border. Them playing games at the border with yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just the fact it's just I'm 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 looking at it like okay, we really gotta um really connect ourselves to the earth and then really lean on each other a little more, and that's one way to do it, you know, through feeding ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm well, so we we've talked a little bit about you know, the farming yeah. aspect, because to me, you have always represented uh, an orientation toward health, right? Just the solid, yeah. meaningful relationship to the body, right? That's always right. kind of been the relationship we had, uh, even in undergrad. And I think grad school, kind of when I was living there for that year, mm. me and G used to uh, make, that was when a lot of the recipe pages was big, tasty pages mm. was big, mm-hmm. was, you know, get it, get a, get a block of cream cheese, get some this, mm-hmm. get some pastries, get some whatever. So, G was a, an enabler in some ways. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, you set me up, bro. But we used to make a lot of shit. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of beautiful creations. But G always had that balance, right? Always had the gallon of water, always had a plan to go keep it, you know, fit, stay in shape. When we he played college football from uh, Emporia State University, was a hornet. From what I heard, word around the locker room, word around the campus was pound for pound. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you five nine five by five nine? Oh, uh, we can say that. Go ahead. Let him make it. Let him make it. Appreciate it. Let him make it. Let him make it. I said it, but we don't go with five, five, seven, eight, nine ish. Somewhere in there. And I just word for word, pound for pound, one of the strongest people on that team. And it did not. It don't matter what position aside. You know what I'm saying? So. When I think about your relationship to the body to help, we think about the black farmer part. Yeah, and I mean, you got yeah. the got the eight, nine, ten pack to show it to prove it. You know what I'm saying? He got it. Uh, but so fitness, I want to get into that side of it mm-hmm. because you not only have been caring about fitness for yourself, but you've been coaching, you've been training, you do a lot of work with young people in particular. Mm-hmm. So kind of triangulate for us. Real quick, just how you go from the nutrition side and then how you tap into health and your perspective on that, working with the body and being active and stuff like that. Well, for one thing, like what I do in the gym or fitness related uh, helps me on the farm. Like I realized that I was out there working. I'm like, oh, I can I can go for a while. It was hard work, you know, doubt because we, we do some things hand labor, but 
the things I do in the gym, you know, it's not just lifting weights, it's, it's flexibility, it's, it's, it's mindfulness, it's yeah. taking a little time to breathe a little bit, you know, it's the boxing. We getting you know. older too. Like, let's yeah, not, you know, it, do, I, it took me about 30 minutes to warm up this morning too. <laughs> you think you're than Damos? Stop, yeah. stop playing again. Stop playing again. <laughs> um, like, we all just trying to keep, keep yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's all of it. And for me, it's just all about just exposure. Just like with the farm, I want to, it just, we got to, we get, really got to keep that exposure going. And I talk to older, older black men and I'm, I'm making this juice, uh, for someone for this, for this company. And, the the manager didn't want to try a 57 year old black man. He said, yeah, my doctor said I need, I said, well, I said, fair, how you seen training day? I said, remember when Alonzo <laughs> yeah. trying to get Jake to smoke the shit? Like you gotta, you gotta, you can't be selling with shit. You ain't, you ain't smoking it. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. To me though, it was just the the mindset of just that I don't want to partake in something that's actually gonna be benefiting me. But you cool with just throwing down the 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 whatever the hot whatever you know just the, the greasy the fried X Y Z. But mm-hmm. I give you some juice, colorful, fresh juice, and you like, no, nah, it's so. For me, it's it's all it's a lot about the the exposure, just living that and, ma- and really making it a lifestyle. Like you said, mm-hmm. like you know, I, I love cookies. Anybody know me? You know, I love cookies. I will tear some cookies up you right now. Cookies. Yeah, but I know I need. Okay, I need. I need to drink some water. I need to go get some sleep. I need to take my ass in the gym at some point. I need to breathe a little bit at some point. And if I miss a day, just try not to have two bad days in a row. Just like when I playing sports, I took an L. But I don't want to take two L's in a row, mm-hmm. and I and I that's that's the key. That's how you can stack up stack up your wins, and then you know you just come out on the better end of it when you do it like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like yeah. that. Like a few wins, uh, yeah. Hey, because like so, what he's saying is niggas just be thinking like we gotta get a guard land. Yeah, you gotta be taking care of your body. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it ain't if you gonna be working the land, you gotta have you gotta be fit enough to. You know off. It'll break you off. You'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hey, good to know. Good to know. It'll break you off. Well, I guess my biggest goal, and I just want really, we, we spend a lot of time talking about Uvalde. I wanted to round out lightening it up and making sure we tapped in with G, but this is gonna be a face I might see popping here uh on occasion, especially as we continue to have um a lot of solid conversations about a lot of good shit this summer. Uh yeah, I know we're about to transition into a whole new season. Hopefully, uh, good old United States of America is not too wild, too crazy, too vibrant for us. But, you know, with every turn, we're going to be right here on the Chop Up Show for y'all this summer. And we're going to start doing some new stuff, too. So y'all be ready. Be looking out. Be tapped in. We'll be talking about. But, G, it was great talking to you, bro. Bless you. Great just kind of tap in. Get Where where is, as you grow, mm-hmm. uh, Maxi G Farms? Yeah, um, Maxi G Farms, Facebook, is there any Instagram. Be following you, following what you got going on. You got anything you want to drop in terms of ads so we can stay connected to you? Uh, yeah, I got my my app poster here, Kanji the coolest, and I have all my my links in my in my Instagram. That's the best way to find it, and you can click the Maxi G Farm page right, right on there, my fitness page. Uh, try to be you know somewhat active, so you can really keep keep in touch and everything. So uh, that'd be the best way. You got some apparel too, People G twenty four. I know you got. Yeah, some- I'm, yeah I've been, I've been actually, yeah, I've been, I've been getting samples and stuff. Not really uh, uh, satisfied with them at this point. So right. I got a few right. I've, been, I've been rocking with. So just it's it's in the works. I'm just really learning, like I said, I've been learning patience. Otherwise, I would threw it out on the internet already. You know. You know, <laughs> so yeah. well, my biggest suggestion to everybody is make sure you follow on all of these ads 
right? So you don't miss a beat. We got a lot of stuff coming. George got courses that he's uh, offering right now on his websites. Uh, website, we drop the site. What's the site, bro? Theconsciously.com. Theconsciously.com is still up too, but you know, yeah, the consciously. I want to make sure I drop the right one. So consciously.com is where you need to go find him. The political plug is working on some great things, and we got some tour type business coming up for this summer. We're gonna be doing a live show. Go ahead, plug. Hey, so uh I do got these workshops, you know what I'm saying? If y'all need anybody y'all know need microaggression training, shit like that, holla at you. You know what I'm saying? We on deck. <laughs> Microaggression training, shit like that. Holler at him. Same thing, higher definition, lec.com, higher definition, lec.com. If y'all want leadership training, I do I uh, middle school, high school, college students. If y'all know y'all are in a student organization and y'all need something fresh for next year, you need a new face on your campus, you want somebody tapped in, call me, call Lee. We there, happy, ready to serve y'all, ready to have some meaningful conversations and get y'all excited about what's happening on y'all campus. Uh, Camp G, the coolest right there. Go ahead and follow that at so you can stay uh, on the uh, in the winding chain of what's happening with Maxi G Farms. What's happening if you're in the Dallas area, you're looking for a trainer, you're looking for some boxing training, you're looking for some consultation on health and fitness. This is who you need to be talking to right here. And more importantly than anything, you need to be on Instagram following the Chop Up Show at the Chop Up Show, where we got a lot of good posts coming up. You can stay in tune, get new apps, new content coming up. We're going to be going live a whole lot more often over there. So you just really want to stay tapped into what's happening. Don't miss it. All right. Before we get up out of here, I need y'all to do me a favor. Tell people you love them. Make phone calls that you've been meaning to make that you've been putting off. Uh, Go ahead and go stop by and make that visit that you haven't made, that you've been saying you're going to do. We're going to do lunch. We're going to do dinner. Do that stuff. Go ahead and take advantage of that um, and reconnect with folks because we really don't know the day or the hour. Right. This world is a vicious, sick, sad place. Um, but there, I, I still believe in the goodness of people. I still believe in being a good person. Um, and I, I believe that those types of gestures, those types of moves, that type of mindset is what's going to keep us together when it feels like everything is falling apart. Um, it, it's a lot happening. And we, we, we got to depend on each other to kind of navigate all of that. I'm grateful for my brothers. You know what I'm saying? From, from D to Lee to the plug. Like, these are the types of people that keep me together. And I know who my people are. And I'm, I lean on them. And I'm leaning on them more now than ever. So lean on y'all people. Lean on us. Stay connected with us. If it get too hectic for you, just hang in there for another Thursday. We'll be back. We are not strong. <laughs> Come on, we take it out. Can you see? Keep thinking. I don't need you. know what? You know what would be a better way to take us out? You know what would be a better way to take us out? Uh, in the city, we uh, gon' slide, bet I be there pronto Me, my guys, we really lie Lord, forgive me, pay my ties Please don't have me reach inside And that's in the console Keep the semi when I ride Little penny when I drive